0: Yeah,
1: that's what we say. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi,
0: everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to If I Ran the Oscars, a podcast where we randomly select one movie for each year that the uh, Academy Awards, uh, Awards show was broadcast on television. We pick a movie that won an award, and we talk about that movie and what it won for, and then three other randomly selected Academy Award categories.
1: I hope you're not expecting me to do the outro, because I don't remember it. And tonight now, and is tonight, a marathon.
0: Tonight was a podcast first for us. This was the longest movie we've ever watched for a podcast.
1: And it was not on purpose, unfortunately. Well,
0: this is this, we we watched Dances with Wolves. Yes, which, which is, was
1: best picture.
0: And it's one of Grandpa's favorites.
1: Yes. And we watched the director's cut. Because it was, it, that's what Grandpa owns. It was, in fact... Because I, I just, of course, there's a thing about this on the Wikipedia. Uh, This was released as the special edition. Oh. Uh, And this was basically the content that they they had to cut because they had to get the movie down to three hours. Okay. That they didn't want to. So it's mostly like a director's cut. But this was released a year later. This was not like ten years later with the benefit of hindsight. Okay. And everything. And it opened in London in theaters, which is not usually how director's cuts go. Usually, those are direct to video. Hmm. Uh, Some uh, Costner claims that he did not work on this cut at all, and it was the other guy. Well, whatever. But whatever. What other guy? Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, there were there were it was there were uh, two producers. Oh, oh, I see. So what happened there? I did not click on a thing. Anyways, I not. So should we
0: have? grandpa tell like why this is one of his favorite movies of all time go for it let's do it
2: oh oh well that's uh, it's john barry's music uh, i thought was, i just think this is in the first place the music is outstanding for a lot of reasons and uh, it just grabs me that's all and what else i can say about it it's well done well placed where it belongs all the time and
1: and, we, that's and even if we don't need to we will be talking about the music I. Uh... Which is not on our docket this time, but I do want to mention some facts about that guy.
0: So we'll come back to it?
1: We will come back to it. Alright. Not a whole lot of Academy Award facts this year. Nothing too terribly interesting. uh, Which is fine, because we definitely will want to be talking about who's in this movie and how it happened. So, this movie is based off of a 1988 novel by Michael Blake who is also credited as the screenplay writer. Okay. The reason why is because he wrote it as a speculation script, non which is a non-commissioned, unsolicited screenplay. It's written with the express permission to show it to a producer or a studio and have them option it, purchase it, you know, kick it up a few notches. Uh, some... Uh, speculation scripts have turned out quite well. Goodwill Hunting was one. Okay. So it's not it's you it's not like a full script. It's uh, you'll get some bullet points. You'll get some stuff in there. Now this was in the mid
2: '80s. Did, uh, excuse me, but did he get paid to, write, to do the speculation work for the studio N- or what?
1: Well, he didn't do it for the studio. Oh, a speculation script is written by someone who has a really good idea and wrote it. In the hopes that someone will buy it. So it's his own idea. Yes. And no one bought it. Okay. (laughs) However, Michael Blake had written another film. It was a Western called Stacy's Nights in 1983 and starred Kevin Costner. Really? Mm. And so in '86, he said, you know what? Speculation scripts, that's not the right way to do it. Turn it into a novel. Okay. So he did.
2: Costner said that true. Costner
1: told him that a better way to get it turned into a movie is to turn it into a novel, because they're more likely to turn novels into movies. And then the novel got rejected by several publishers, but eventually got published. And then Costner went screw it and bought the rights to the novel. (laughs) (laughs) Then he had trouble raising money.
0: Well, because it was his first film.
1: It was his first He's directing direct- film, and Westerns were dead. This is the late 80s. That's true. Westerns aren't cool anymore. Also, I, uh, especially because of the 1980 movie Heaven's Gate. I
0: don't remember that.
1: It is a western, uh, loosely based around the Johnson County War. and it was uh, three and a half hours long. And stunk to high heaven. That's why we
2: never heard of it. Yeah, though Johnson County War is not high on my list of Uh, westerns. the
1: film that film made back one tenth of its budget.
0: Oh, this one that flopped.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if that that was the last like big time a company had put big money into a western and it just stunk. Well, and also they looked at the novel and went, "This movie will be four hours long. Are you crazy?" Now, they did eventually get someone to manage the foreign rights, and then now that they had a person on board for part of it, then they got a deal with Orion Pictures, and they finally started working on it. There's not much actually in here about while they were making it. They, we don't have information about how they did the Buffalo scene, which has to be some difficult logistics, but Buffalo are large.
0: Well, and the... No. End credits there were it was a buffalo ranch and another, um, maybe two different buffalo
3: mm,
1: wranglers. Farmers. Oh, yeah. there yeah. were specific, mm-hmm. uh, well, you
2: know, to yeah, get running, well, they got a buffalo running while they use a helicopter.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, the I, I've seen people who basically train to do this on mm-hmm. horses and cows so. A buffalo is a big cow.
2: I keep thinking about the rope. How long's the rope? What's it tied to? What kind of a
0: truck? <laughs>
1: how, how many, other, that's how how many why other animals are to in the that, way? That's <laughs> why they pay those people and not us. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but still. That's a, yeah. There's a
0: lot going on. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I uh, we have, of course, mentioned Mr. Kevin Costner, who began his acting career in 1981. Okay. So, he had not actually been around uh, film acting for a while. His first big role Was in The Untouchables As Elliot Ness Hmm.
0: I didn't remember that
1: Which is kind of a big deal Because Elliot Ness was kind of an interesting story Mm -hmm. He then kind of went on to Have a really good 87 to 93 uh, With No Way Out, Bull Durham Field of Dreams, Dances with Wolves Where he got his only two Academy Awards Huh. uh, JFK, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves The Bodyguard and A Perfect World
3: yeah, it's interesting. One of his film, one of his early films, his role was frat boy, number
1: one. That's probably Sizzle Beach, USA. <laughs> <laughs> you think, yeah, that's a, you gotta stick somewhere. In 1995, he starred in and co-produced Waterworld, <laughs> which is lambasted as being not great. And also, fun fact, if we want to look at the adjusted for inflation expensive movies, it's number 12. <laughs> at the time it was 172 million dollars what adjusted for inflation that's 292 waterworld was waterworld
0: that's kind of a lot uh. and
1: is uh, easily the worst movie on this list that i'm seeing here uh, for for fun the adjusted for inflation expensive movies are pirates of the caribbean avengers pirates of the caribbean avengers avengers in that order hmm. <laughs> Titanic is number six.
0: I'm shaking my head. The people at home can't see this, but I'm
1: shaking my head. Uh, But Kevin Costner's been in a lot of stuff. He's just done a lot of stuff. Uh, Most recently, people would recognize him, at least in my sphere, as uh, Superman's dad in Man of Steel, (laughs) where he dies in a tornado to make a point. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? No. No. The book goes a lot of different ways, but he's like, in the, a tornado's coming, and Superman's like, I'm Superman, I can save you, and his dad goes, no, you don't have to save me. Okay, and then dies. <laughs> it's not great. That movie's not great. Superman has not had a good movie. Anyways, other people in this film, uh, white person number two, Mary McDonald. Uh, she's had some things. She has a Saturn Award. Which we doesn't come up for us much because that's the sci fi fantasy and horror films awards. Oh my goodness. Because uh, she was in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Yes, she was. She was? She was. Yes. Also Independence Day.
3: I don't oh, know like if watch true. that film.
1: And of Darko, which is...
0: That seems dumb.
1: That that movie's weird. What? I've seen part of that movie and it gave me weird feels. Well, I've
2: seen the whole thing a couple yeah. times. I, I kept looking for what the hell's going
3: on.
1: Yeah, no, that's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I, her best known role is basically this movie.
0: Well, that's because of her hair.
1: Oh, man, her hair was just the most...
0: Her hair was so 1990. It was... Big bangs, lot, too much hairspray. She, this is she, the only thing I remembered about this film.
1: She had the ancestral spirits recipe for hairspray made from buffalo.
0: It was... Made from buffalo. It's... You know, when we talked about this was going to be the film for this week, seriously, people. Yeah. This is all I could remember was that I had this... I didn't believe her character because... Her hair looked like it had too much product in it. So,
1: So. now it's time to go down the list of actually quite good Native American actors Mm. that are in this movie. You've got to
3: start with Graham Greene.
1: Because it's not just, we found some Native Americans. It's, these guys, maybe their film career started here, but boy, they're good actors. Mm -hmm. And they just happen to be Native American. Graham Greene, we will start with. Because he... Is is he Kicking Bird? uh, That is Kicking Bird. He's in the Order of Canada.
0: As well he should be. As well he
1: should be. He's not the only person in the Order of Canada on this list, I think. Okay. Uh, He's also been in Thunderheart Maverick, the third Die Hard movie, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: The
1: Green Mile. Uh, You know, some stuff. Uh, He has a lot of credits. Oh yeah, no, he does stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His first uh, thing was 1979 and so land. the
0: woman that played his wife in this film? Yeah. I can't remember her that actress's name. Wow. I really appreciated her um, portrayal. I felt that she had a very subtle, very believable character. She was definitely the... She had an influence over her husband, and she...
1: I don't think she has a Wikipedia page.
0: Oh, maybe not. That's too bad.
1: Uh, yeah, Doris Leader Charge is her name, and she does not have a thing I can click on. Dad no, usually that, does IMDb, so he'd have leak?
2: to... Is that one... Uh, leader Charge, is that one word?
1: No, two separate... It's, two, Don, it's, it's three words. Yeah. yeah, Dad would have to look it up on IMDb to help me out there. Yeah, if I could get my yeah.
3: tablet to actually Correct. do something.
1: Uh, Rodney Grant played Wind in His Hair. Okay. Who I think was the best character in this movie by a significant margin.
0: Right, because we he, see a he, great character change. He had a
1: he had a much better like Kevin Costner's obviously the main character, and he does have a character change, but I think that this guy had a much better what character. was he? He was the guy at the beginning who I uh, ran up to him and screamed at him that I. Uh, I'm not afraid of you, when they oh, were stealing okay, his horse. Okay. And then at the end, he was the one on the cliff who yeah. said, I'm your friend. Yeah. And that was really good Really book good ending. book ending. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, he has uh, been in the Wild Wild West movie. Okay. Not the TV show. I yeah, did check. Great. Geronimo, an American legend. And you'll hear that come up a few times, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in an episode of Stargate SG-1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, where they found uh, Native Americans in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, not as many like big name things out of him, but mm-hmm. he's still done some stuff. Next on our list would be Floyd Red Crow Westerman, who played the chief. Ten bears. Mm. Yeah.
2: I thought they all, all of those Indians, Indian characters, did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Remember, I have I said before, I have a little history with this. And these people, these people, pardon me, but that's, those that are my words. Their, their voices are similar across the board, both men and women and children. Uh-oh. All three categories. I can tell, 9 well, six times out of ten, who's to, who is talking versus a Caucasian, European background person and a Native American in this truer form.
0: So their their language coaching was good. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah. because they weren't Either, native yeah. speakers. Either
2: that or they were natives. Yeah.
0: Well, I think they I they, think they were one of them. You, Dan said one was a native speaker, a natural yeah.
1: native speaker, and Ooh. the rest. Don't were Don't totally, worry. There's a fun fact about the re, about them not being native speakers. We'll get to that. Oh, so okay. you were asking questions about, but I think cardinal.
3: They the, did such a good job with that. Yeah. Of yeah. picking bird. Yeah. In her career. Yeah. Um, she she. Um, that looks like a decent list. It is a decent. What was list.
0: what's her the actress's name?
3: Tantu Tantu Cardinal, okay. and you would come up wrong, with a different. I, name. I may might have looked at the wrong person. Ooh, I a, think that's who that was. That was I, might have, I might have looked at the wrong wife. Let me let me just make sure. I, that she I might have looked at the wrong wife. wife character. Well, black shawl, but that's yeah. that's that's who it looks like. Yeah. Yes, and um and. Her, her career is significant. I mean, she did a lot of work since did she first He's get into the He's scrolling and scrolling on his tablet. 1975, uh, 78, 81. That was about the time she was starting. And, um, I'm, you know, there's not a lot of obvious, oh, well. you we would know her recognize this, her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of TV work, um, quite a few, you know, films as well. Mm-hmm. Well, her agent has kept her busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, uh, the guy I pulled up, uh, Floyd Westerman, Mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, an activist and actor and musician. His film debut was 1989 in Renegades. And basically since then, he's played old Native American man. Because? Because he is. He is an old Native American man. He was the shaman for Jim Morrison. In the movie The Doors hmm? About The Doors Sure uh, His last film uh, He died in 2007 His last film came out in 2008 It's Swing Vote with Kevin Costner hmm. He was also in the pilot of Walker, Texas Ranger So you know He's done some stuff
0: Yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yep Oh, here's Tantoo Cardinal I did pull her up She's also in The Order of Canada Mm. Uh, For her contributions To the growth and development of Aboriginal performing arts in Canada Mm. And as a founding member of the Saskatchewan Native Theatre Company Awesome So, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever other stuff she's done You know, that means That she's done some uh, Mm -hmm. She's done a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, Charles Rocket Is another white guy In this film, I believe he is Based on the looks Oh yeah, which guy is he? He
3: was—he's the, he the, the good lieutenant at the I end. I think
1: he was the one who took the first arrow in the river battle. Yeah, he's the lieutenant who is trying to be understanding at the end of the film. He was a cast member of Saturday Night Live. No kidding. I—he's uh, the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber.
0: <laughs> There's a
1: movie I haven't watched. Okay. I
0: think that makes me smart and smarter.
1: Yeah. I luck and luckier.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's see here. I was just. He appeared sometimes with his friend Dan Gosh as superheroes Captain Packard and his faithful sidekick Lobo. Okay, cool. Well, because this okay. guy's a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. I mean,
0: if he's been on Saturday Night Live, he was promoted
1: as, as a cross between Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Hmm. He anchored Weekend Update and was featured in more sketches than any other male cast member in the se- in his uh, first season. With the exception of one other guy, Joe Piscopo. I don't no, know him. Joe, Joe Piscopo. Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Yeah.
0: That means that the other, because on Saturday Night Live, all the comedians they have to write sketches, mm-hmm. and they must. He must have gotten along with everyone if they wanted to write him into their sketches.
3: So, so. I have an interesting cast tidbit. What's that? IMDb has two different wolves. Teddy and Buck Ah, and their credits (laughs) for films and
1: TV.
0: (laughs) Wow. Isn't that
1: Uh, interesting? By the way, he got fired from SNL for swearing on camera. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Oops. This
2: this gentle lieutenant?
1: Yeah. He got got shot in a skit and they asked him if it hurt and he just dropped an F-bomb on live TV. (laughs) And the last guy, who doesn't show up terribly much, <laughs> mm-hmm. is Wes Studi, study, S-T-U-D-I. He is credited as a uh, uh, toughest Pawnee. I believe he's the guy who is leading the...
0: Or is he the one that gets circled at the end? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's hard to tell when they have the makeup on It does obscure features. Mm-hmm. Right. He's yeah, was in... Oh, I paid on. I he know. was in Last of the Mohicans.
2: Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Geronimo and American Legend. The New World. And... For people like me, the Street Fighter movie. Don't know what you're talking about. It's based off of a video game. It's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But he plays a really tall guy who gets uppercutted in half. Oh, dear. And he is the man who is in the film that shall not be named.
0: We're not naming that film. That was from a previous podcast.
1: And also, I... In the TV show Penny Dreadful, which I hear is good. I don't
0: and know. His, that. And is and
1: is that's his like most recent thing. He also has an honorary Academy Award in mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. making him the first Native American honored by the Academy. What's wow. his guy's name? Wes Studi, S T U D I. He's a Native
2: American, is it say from which tribe?
1: He's Cherokee. He's so Cherokee. not Pawnee, but you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh. He's the second indigenous person. The first was Buffy St. Marie. Oh, sure, sure. Who is uh, listed on here as indigenous Canadian American, uh, which I think means Eskimo in those of us who don't understand what's going on.
0: Well, maybe not. Uh, we no, don't know. No, yeah. well, no, no, Not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, she is a mu- she's a musician.
2: Yeah, she was. Okay, singer.
1: Yeah. All right. So you know, big deals there. The New York Times ranked Wes nineteenth in the twenty fifth in the twenty five greatest actors of the twenty first century. Wow! So good wow. on him. Yeah, still acting. Eighty eight well, to yeah. present. Yeah. yeah. And who is
2: he in this film again?
1: He was the head, He was the guy who was leading the Pawnee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, bad guys yeah. in this one, which we'll also talk about.
2: I think I remember him from Mohicans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, there is a note in here about historical references, and it's mostly that the, all of the Sioux are heroic and all the Pawnee are bad because there's we don't have time in the movie to examine more nuanced cultural differences.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and this is this is a work of fiction. It's not so It's not yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like historical fiction
1: yeah. for the historical notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The Pawnee were generally more in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the Sioux were up in the Dakotas and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Some of the Pawnee, they, there got to be a few too many of them, and they started spreading out. Mm-hmm. And they spread out towards the Sioux. And the Sioux were like, what are you doing? And they're like, can we like live here and not fight? And the Sioux said, no, we can fight.
0: And also, they prefer to be called Dakota. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in any case, uh, the Sioux kicked their asses. <laughs> It wasn't close. The if you the link to Sioux Pawnee relations links to Massacre Canyon. Oh dear. <laughs> the last battle the last battle between them. And it didn't go well for the Pawnee. Oh dear. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well and
0: sometimes I think that's one of the things that uh yeah. movies does for us is it it, yeah. it pushes us to learn new things. To examine what we think we know, mm-hmm. to figure things out, to wrestle with ideas. There's
1: also a real John Dunbar. Well, he sure he heard. was, however, a Christian missionary with the Pawnee and sided with the Native Americans in a dispute with government farmers. With government what? Government farmers. They, but he basically was siding with the Native Americans against the white men. Mm-hmm. And it's never been confirmed if... He was actually the reference For this character or if it was a coincidence what is the government? It just says government farmer I don't know
3: huh.
1: eh.
0: They're out farming governments
1: uh, Michael Blake wrote a sequel huh. In 2001
0: A space odyssey.
1: I uh, No uh, Stop me if you've heard this one before uh, A man has a particular Set of skills and his wife gets kidnapped Oh <laughs> 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 That sounds like a familiar story Yeah in fact, that's what happens. He gets uh, he must mount a rescue mission, oh, and dear. so his it, it's taken. I uh, they were working. He was working on a film adaptation as of 2007. However, Costner doesn't do sequels.
0: Good for him.
1: At all, he's never been in a sequel. Good for him, mm. including The Untouchables, which I hear they wanted to do a sequel to. Mm-hmm.
0: Good for him. Sequels are uh, never as good as the first one. And he
1: ones. never finished his third book because he died. So sadness there. As far as how the movie did, it did insanely well. Mm-hmm. It was one of the mo- highest grossing films of the year. Mm. Easily top 10. I mean, it won Best well, Picture, well, so of course it it had, a, it had a $22 million
3: budget. And it made four hundred. Today's <laughs> standards is pretty yeah. minimal. And
1: it made four hundred I mean,
3: million. It 400 million.
1: <laughs> so you know, successful. Yeah. Uh, isn't that amazing? Because of the way that it presented the Sioux, Costner is an honorary Sioux. Wow. Mm. So you know, that's a thing.
2: Can uh, well, I do a right here? You Those may. The, I suspected <clears throat> right along because I knew that Costner was involved in the development that he was writing the Cress uh, Native American popularity which really had begun to take off around 1970 well that's only 20 years between 1970 when the things got started until he was able to pick up a popular a very likely profitability explaining it good for him
3: uh, are we talking about
1: um, are we talking about awards I'm finally getting to the a discussion of non-native speakers Because should... this is a Because yeah. this is a funny story here Yeah, okay I, A Native American activist and actor I spoke of this film The odd thing about making that movie Is that they had a woman teaching the actors The Lakota language But Lakota has a male And female gendered language mm-hmm. Some of the natives and Kevin Costner Were speaking in the feminine way Oh They were, wow. ta- they were speaking girl Wow. Okay, <laughs> And so he and his friends were laughing at the movie because they were talking like girls. <laughs> oh. So that's fun. But yeah, uh, only one of the actors was a native speaker of the language. Uh, some people criticized it because it didn't sound like they all were, were native speakers. Mm-hmm. However... A lot of people said they all learned it. That's really cool. That well, sounded
2: think, good. Even, even McDonald's. Yeah, I thought McDonald's sounded good. pretty good.
3: Yeah. When when she was doing the translating, I thought it was interesting that she did... I thought she did a pretty good job of speaking English very poorly. poorly, very carefully, very slowly, and then blurting out the Sioux
1: language to, you know fast, yeah, that that seems That, that seems very accurate. As someone, yeah. and I'm sure we could call up Sam and ask him about, you know, tell us stories about people who speak in broken English and then just ramble in their native language. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was pretty well done, considering that clearly yeah. it wasn't her native language. Uh, our first, uh, first award we're talking about is Best Picture, and the fact on that is first Western to win Best Picture since 1931. Mm. Oh. Named Cimarron. Uh, it is, of course, the one with the most awards for the year. Mm-hmm. So, best picture-wise, what are we up against? Uh, Survey says... And... Scroll down. Awakenings. I have not heard of that. Ghost. Yep. So, you know. Scary movie. Crazy for Swayze. Is that Ghost? Is that Crazy for Swayze? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Crazy. Godfather
3: Part 3. <laughs> and Scary. Goodfellas. And Goodfellas. Which was apparently a
1: good film. Yeah, like... Got some awards. Ghost, I've heard you know reasonable things about, and Godfather movies are good, and Goodfellas is good. I just don't know about Awakenings. Uh, awakenings was um, ooh, that's got Robin Williams and Robert De Niro in right, it. I'm okay I was with this. Say,
3: Robin Williams, Robert De Niro. That's
1: yeah. No, I'd be I'd be down to watch that. I would have watched yep. that movie if it had actually won anything, but it got nominated for three and didn't win. Yep.
3: Yeah,
1: I was this a good movie overall. Uh, I for best say, picture I would say yeah. Measure mm-hmm. right up yeah. there yeah. I'd certainly put
3: it Higher above ghost
1: Yeah <laughs> a, a little long Yeah I mm-hmm. think that As Director's cuts go Some of it Did feel a bit like Just adding in Things that weren't Vital to the plot Yeah mm-hmm. So
0: Interesting Character things yeah. Or interesting but, Side development Yeah
1: but I don't know okay. I think that if we'd seen The three hour version I don't think we would have Felt like we were missing okay. That's true Whereas, I mean, true. I've definitely seen director's cuts where have, if you watch both, you wonder why you ever saw the shorter version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Lord of the Rings. Once you see both of them you're like, oh, I would sit 45 more minutes of movie, sign me up. Right. right. Uh, next thing on our category, my phone is be- I got a new phone and I have to learn how it works. Best Actress. So, the only one that would have
3: Fallen into that possible category would have been McDonald.
0: No, for me it would have been the Kicking Bird's Wife.
3: Yeah,
1: but, but she, she wasn't, wasn't on screen she enough. Wasn't she on she screen wasn't on screen enough. Didn't have lines enough. That kind of stuff. Mary McDonald yeah. was in fact nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Right, right. which right. meant that there was no main actress in this film. Right, which is disappointing. Uh, well,
0: it's just the way. Th- yeah, it's written.
1: Best actress this year would go to Kathy Bates. For her role in Misery, even know
3: that which movie.
1: I've heard is a not fun movie to watch. Uh, Misery, because I kind of want to image it, uh, is a Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. See, it's too scary for me. Yeah. I and can't do that. it's about someone who captures an author and forces him to write for her. And there's a scene where she's got a block of wood between his legs and she has a hammer and she makes sure he can't get out of bed the old fashioned way. So you know, oh my. she had she she does a good job acting in that one. I don't blame her for winning.
2: I bet she had fun.
1: Oh, I don't Ooh. know. Hmm. Anyways, so unfortunate. I think she did a good job. She did not win best supporting actress either. That Who was Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost.
0: Oh well, that's that. That's a weird movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie. I think that's my personal opinion.
1: All right, next category: best director. This usually is hand in hand with best picture which in this case it was it was and in fact wow no only 3 of the best picture nominees were also nominated for best director mm-hmm. uh, awakenings and ghost were not did not have good directors apparently
0: hmm i really don't know how that works
1: but i think overall direction of the film yeah mhm yeah. i think that's a fine way, mm-hmm. fine point to give him and lastly best supporting actor uh, Graham Greene was nominated He was in fact nominated But had kind of a bit To go up against Because in that category also was Al Pacino And Andy Garcia And they all lost to Joe Pesci Oh dear I don't know if you know Joe Pesci
3: in Taxi. Any of his characters Taxi? Um. No. 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 This. This. He
1: has sunglasses on in this picture. Good, this good, doesn't help.
0: No. But what film was it for?
1: Ah, uh, Goodfellas. Okay. Goodfellas. Uh he's kind of short and fat and sounds really Italian.
2: Oh. <laughs> no doubt, still spaghetti the Yeah, that's the one. Oh. Okay. Uh, I, don't know, I
1: don't know about that. For I uh, for this one, I mean Graham Greene did a very good job. I think yeah. he could have in mm-hmm. a different year. Yeah, but yeah, he could have won in a year where Joe Pesci is winning Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, he's putting on a, that, that's him basically putting on the performance of his life because I don't think he does he get yeah. another one. I don't think he gets another Academy Award I don't in his think life. He does.
0: Well, I have to say, that yeah,
1: he gets two more nominations, but that's all he gets.
0: I mean, the scenery was beautiful. I yeah. mean, shooting on location in South Dakota and in Wyoming. I mean, some of the. I mean, in this we were watching a widescreen version. I mean, some of those scenes are just gorgeous—the yep. blue sky and the clouds, the sunset. There's that
2: kind of place left in the U.S. Right. I mean, yep. it's
0: just gorgeous. It makes you think that you know we need to, you know, go on vacation here in the U.S. and look at all the beautiful places we
2: have you know, you right throw, here. Throw all people out of the entire West.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keep it that way. Now, Grandpa did mention John Barry, mm-hmm. and we would be remiss to not mention some things about him. Uh, He is Order of the British Empire so, you know, good work there. Composed the scores for 11 James Bond movies, Mm -hmm. including arranging and performing the first James Bond theme. He did not write it. He arranged Arranged it after the director was not a huge fan of the original composer. Arranged and conducted. Yes, I okay. uh, He later would claim that he wrote it And lose some libel suits to that case So, you know Demonstrably proved he did not write it But he also wrote some other things uh, The Scarlet Letter The theme for the British TV cult series The Persuaders uh, The Lion in Winter For which he won The first BAFTA award for best film music So, you yeah. know Some stuff out of Africa He got Grammys for Dances with Wolves and Out of Africa. Okay. Uh, He's been nominated for 10 Golden Globes. Uh, His last... So was there an Academy Award
0: for this one? For the music? Uh, Yes.
1: There was, in fact. There was, in fact. He did, in fact, win for that. So, you know, good job there. It wasn't on our list.
0: The themes were beautiful.
1: Yeah. Not, not like... I know Grandpa. I know Grandpa doesn't like John Williams, so I'm trying not to use him as, <laughs> as a comparison. good example. Well, not as like a good example of how you should do it, but John Williams usually has, uh, I think the right word is piercing, but not like bad way piercing, but obvious. Mm-hmm. We're repeating the theme of the main character. We're repeating the theme of the main character. And while it happened in this movie, it didn't feel like you were sitting there going, "Ah, it is hero music."
3: Are we going to hear this again? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, right. It wasn't yeah. like it was repetitive, uncomfortable, repetitive. Yeah. It, was, it, it, it was. It was. It, it, was, it, still, was it was still. It was there. And if you knew yeah. what to
1: listen for, you found it. And if you didn't, it was just good music. If it, if yeah. you
0: didn't recognize that it was a a recurring theme, it's because it was. It melded in perfectly with what was going on visually. So it's they supported one another yeah. mm-hmm. right. without one being. Hitting you over the head, obvious. Sure.
1: So, uh, the other awards, besides picture, director, and original score, is Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, and Sound Mixing. Yeah, so Blake won for that writing
3: mm-hmm. that he struggled with to try and
1: sell. Yeah. <laughs> and it's surprising <laughs> that, I he, that he didn't get the sequel made into a film, right. I mean, besides Kevin Costner not doing sequels not wanting to do sequels but yeah best sound is a strange category it's not the same as best sound effects editing that's hunt for red october ooh, because submarine noises because ping yeah uh best cinematography i mean
0: yeah dick tracy
1: godfather part three are in there film editing ghost godfather goodfellas Red hunt for red october uh doesn't look like there was a special effects this year that's disappointing uh yeah nope there was only one good movie with special effects this year and it was Total Recall and that's debatable yeah that's debatable <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, wondered why you stuff. would
0: say that
3: but
1: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they have to get to ma- they have to get your ass to bars well I <laughs> I was I was noticing
3: um, that Cyrano de Bergerac won a couple of things yeah the one with Gerard Depardieu at okay. least at least it won one award. I believe so, yes. oh, yeah. I I, and it I was like nominated that. for Best Foreign Film. I think it was costumes. Yeah, it won for costumes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah. I
0: know, but I yeah. So, I think we
3: own this. Yep. Okay.
0: I And it's it's a French film with English subtitles. Yeah,
3: it, it was nominated for makeup, it was nominated for a couple of right. other things. We're
2: gonna have to go a long ways. Jose, for- mm.
3: All right. Mm. Anything
1: else on this one?
0: You got any fun facts for us, Patrick? Or you, you all? Uh,
1: it, was it, was just, it, out. it was just the
0: fun
3: credits for the up. wolves. Yeah, because <laughs> they were in uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Nice, both of them. Put put that on yeah. your resume, dog. Small, little right. tidbits <laughs> of kind of interesting that they got credit and they had some. So did Cisco; he
1: got credit too. Now here's the question: I uh, do they get paid regular SAG scale, or did they bark and therefore See, they no, had speaking role?
3: I'm really curious about that. Howling is more. <laughs> yeah. They were in The Jungle Book, and they were in Star Trek Next Generation. Now, Jungle Book, that's one you put on your resume. Because you that's go. a movie about animals. They only hire the best. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I thought that, that was just kind of a cool little thing.
2: That's what that said for that. All right. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: All right.
0: We want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking.
3: Bye. Bye. Nice. Bye.